What's up, Hoop Ball Nation? It's Brandon Marcus from the Hoop Ball Clippers podcast. We're chatting about an exciting time in Clipperland with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George looking to lead the team to an NBA title. Tune in to hear guests ranging from TV voice Brian Seaman and radio voice Noah Eagle to various beat writers and team bloggers. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Hoop Ball Clips and follow me at BD Marcus. Looking forward to having you tune in. I'm Mike Patra, and I'm the host of the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. Come join us as we go game by game, breaking down our top plays, fades, values, pivots, and talk overall strategy for both tournaments and cash games. And the best part, we're doing this seven days a week. So come check us out. That's Hoop Ball DFS Today. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Mike Patra, for any updates, listener contests, and DFS information. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. We survived another week. Yes, yes, we did. We survived another week. I mean that quite literally. In this day and age, the year 2020, if you make it through a week, it is put it on the board, as the old Hawk Harrelson used to say. Welcome to Fantasy NBA Today, everybody. I'm Dan Bespris. This is a hoop ball presentation. Fun show coming up for you today. We'll be talking to the architect, the founder of Hoop Ball, the great Aaron Bruski, will be joining me here momentarily. In an interview we actually recorded yesterday in the afternoon, we're not shy about uh, letting you guys know that uh, that's what's coming. Talk to Brew about everything going on at Hoop Ball. We haven't done a pod together since March. It's been five months. Basically, I think, if memory serves, the NBA shut down. And then Brew and I did a pod the next day or like a day and a half later that was just like, all right, well, what now? And so that was March 12th or 13th, right? And so we're at almost five months. So a big roundup with Brew. Everything going on at Hoop Ball. How his seasons all turned out, by the way, spoiler alert, he won a bunch of stuff again. What's coming up for folks uh, that, that are following HoopBall? Uh, thoughts on gambling right now? Thoughts on fantasy right now? On playoff leagues? On resumption leagues? We go through the whole battery of it, and that interview again is coming up in just a few moments here. We're going to do that. I'm going to play that interview first. Uh, it's about 40 minutes long or so with Brew, and then... We'll dive into our normal, here's what's coming up tonight, here's what. Here's anything that we have looking towards the weekend, then a quick roundup of what happened on Thursday evening. And the reason I'm doing it that way, even though the first game today is quite early, starts in about an hour and a half from this moment, um, we, we have enough time for you to get through the podcast, talk about that early game a little bit, and uh, certainly things have shifted since we did that interview with Bruce. The early game, when Utah ruled out everybody, the line now has obviously taken a, a very sharp turn. So uh, going to jump right into that interview with Brew. We'll talk to Brewski here, and then when we come out of that, we will break down the Friday evening gambling card. There are no lines out yet for the weekend, and then we'll take a look back at Thursday. Hey, Brew, how you feeling? Eh. <laughs> we're doing the show literally moments 
after uh, the Miami plus nine bet. Have, have you ever seen a wager get doused in kerosene and incinerated as fast as that one did? Maybe, but this one, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, 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 I didn't victory tweet, thankfully. And uh, then at, right after halftime, when they pretty much evaporated the lead, uh, don't worry about it. They'll bounce back, Miami. Yeah, no, they didn't. And uh, th- th- what was the end of the, what was the score there? So they, they, they won by 20 or something? Uh, final score. Again, we're recording this at about 345 Pacific time. I think they were up by 16 when I stopped looking over. Uh, 14. I have no idea what 14. happened either. So it was just a clubbing. It was just a second half clubbing. I don't have any analysis. Uh, I thought, you know, Bam out of bio on Giannis is about as good as it gets. Uh, they're really deep. They've been playing very well. Uh, I thought this was, you know, a good bet. Giannis got and angry. And I've been rolling, and I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Literally before this all happened, I was sitting there thinking I'd never lose a bet ever again. Yeah, but now you, have to, you have to keep thinking that, by the way. That's how you, I, that's how you win. Well, I, I've been playing plenty of inadvisable plays, and uh, <laughs> they're coming through. <laughs> well, actually, no the, the the ones that I knew I shouldn't take, like I took the uh, the over in uh, Washington Philly, based solely on the premise of it looks like they're playing over lately. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome into the interview, everybody. <laughs> this is. I thought we'd have a little fun. Uh, we're recording the day before. This will be part of the Friday edition. Those of you listening are already well aware of that. He is the great Aaron Bruski. And now, if we're not talking about the Miami game, how are you, man? You doing okay? Well, you know, I'm just glad to be back on the show because I thought, you know, you were avoiding me. Avoiding everyone. I'm literally avoiding all people. And I think I've told this story on air before, but I don't know if I've told you. I do most of these shows with my toddler sitting behind me on the bed watching cartoons. And so six to seven times an episode, I have to pause to, like, get him his milk cup or get him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or change the Netflix to Disney Plus so that I can get through like 25 minutes of a 40-minute podcast, and I feel bad asking guests to pause six times. So I just, that's why I've had, what have I talked? I think I talked to Millman once. Your excuses are no good with me, man. I I know you're avoiding me. Yeah, well, I didn't want to, and then here I I get you on right after you take a horrible beat. What better way to get this thing back going? You know what, though? I'm okay with it. Yeah. I was due. I, I was on a heater, and we'll see if if uh, all my inadvisable plays work out today. How's uh how's life? How's how's COVID living? How's how's your kiddo? Give every what's what's the? I mean, I'm asking for me, but I I generally know how things are going for you, but I don't think anybody else knows. Well, uh, you mentioned your kid, and I don't know how folks are doing it with kids that are older than my kid, because my little guy, I mean, he's a handful. He's so are all ten month olds. But, you know, like what you were just describing, I could totally see my kid doing. And the idea of recording a podcast or, you know, working from home or, you know, even just generally living life, you know, with kids that have to stay indoors and, you know, everything that's going on with COVID, like that to me sounds like a nightmare. I understand why parents are like, <laughs> I'll just send them to school. I don't care if I get sick. Um, that That's a lot of pressure on on, on people, but... It's been cool, man. Like I have 
really like had a unique experience. I think I've been here every minute of every day, you know, uh, doing dad stuff. And that is just outstanding. So that part's cool. Uh, COVID is, you know, everything that you guys already know. Yeah. It's, it's a total mess. Um, and it's been from a business perspective, surprising that we have actually continued to grow and sort of iterate forward as a, as a company kind of without missing a, missing a beat when it, when it all started happening at first, I really just had no idea what was going to happen next. And, uh, so we did get basketball back, you know, that helped. We didn't have to do anything, you know, getting rid of anybody. A lot of, a lot of websites just started getting rid of people left and right. Um, so we didn't have to do that. That's nice. Um, day to day, it's weird. <laughs> I mean, like we, we all kind of joke about this, I'm sure, but like, I don't, I can tell you the difference between August and March and Friday and Tuesday. And I've grown a full beard. I've shaved it. <laughs> I've it gotten fat. I've lost the weight. I mean, it's just like t- 2020 never ends. Yeah, it's weird. It's been one day and 30 years all rolled into one weird moment. It's uh, it's like we're on the other side of the bookshelf at the end of whatever that Nolan movie with Matthew McConaughey was. Why am I forgetting? Interstellar. I feel like we're on the other side of the bookshelf at Interstellar. It's um, It has been a very weird year. But hey, uh, so I have a few things I want to talk to you about today. And you already mentioned things at the Hoob, so why don't we just start on that side? Um, what's going on at Hoopball? What's the, we haven't done a Hoopball update with Bruin forever. Yeah, no. Uh, so Hoopball is maturing. I would say this, uh, I, I kind of wanted last year to be our last sort of red shirt year. Um, but this might end up being a red shirt season this the finishing of this season or at least through like the end of december january and basically what it means is like i think the platform is probably about 20 teams away you know 20 coverages 20 team coverages away and um you know a little bit more fleshing out in the dfs and the uh and the gaming side which those guys are doing great by the way um, but once we get those things uh, locked into place, we really do have a unique platform where we have 360 degree coverage. And, um, from there, it's really just about technology for us. And that's what we've been working on in the, in the background is getting a database that's robust and, um, you know, looking at ways to deploy that throughout the course of the next year. That's been really exciting. I have done some tech stuff in my life but i've never been this uh knee deep in tech so uh working with those guys it's a lot of fun so if you were to then say to a listener what is the one thing you want them either looking out for or doing at hoop ball watching what or i guess it could be more than one thing but what do you want folks to be sort of keeping an eye on well uh, you always do this, Dan. You always ask me to give away secrets. I, I ask I ask the Jim Gray style cutting questions that no one wants to ask. You know, Jim Gray's <laughs> an ass. All right. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> no, that's not true. Yeah, it's that's not, true. not true. No, I'm not. D- don't say that about yourself, Dan. Okay. No, it's it's it, uh, <laughs> well, Jim Gray is an ass. Let's just establish that. Yeah. But uh, beyond that, uh, no, I think uh, tools 
is the thing that, mm. that folks should be keeping an eye out for. Mm. And uh, I'll, I'll leave it broad like that. Okay. But I mean, that's kind of, I mean, I was just saying it prior to you asking me that's it's tough. There's, there's a lot of, you know, development work that needs to occur. Uh, and, and from our websites perspective, we, the, the reason why I always call it a red shirt season is it, it takes a little bit to get things figured out. Like you don't just become, you know, like in the, in the case of our blurbs, which have gotten so good underneath Panda and Eric. And, uh, now we've, we've added to that team. Like you don't just do that overnight. I mean, I did every blurb on the site for, I don't know how long, like four or five weeks as we were ramping up and recruiting. And so the blurbs were really good then. <laughs> <laughs> if you do say so yourself. I, I, I don't sound like an egotistical ass or anything, but um, I'll say this. I have the right to say that. I've written like five millions of those things. Like, um, But, you know, how you execute with a team of people over the course of seven days a week. And we just did our 100,000th blurb. Like, first of all, Panda, you're the man. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Eric Ong, you're the man, like you guys and, and the entire team. That's a lot of blurbs. And what happens when you do that is you, you, you're training yourself to become a news organization where you, you're passing the news along and you're providing the analysis that people need. And so um, when I say red shirt, I mean like getting in the trenches and learning your craft. You know, if you're doing team coverage on pods, you know, how do you go out and get guests? How do you get, you know, your pod to, to get traction and, you know, really figuring out the cadence of it all? Like, you can't just, like, snap your fingers and expect all that to go well. you you got to practice over time, and, and that's what we've done. And, uh, you know, as we get close to year five here, you know, we're, we're that's why I, I say I think this thing's maturing. And that's when you can start to make bigger investments. And, um, you know, that's what we're we're doing right now. So that part's exciting. I love that part. And the fact that it's all happening in the middle of COVID and the middle of the bubble, um, you know, this upcoming season's so weird. Uh, you know, you can have free agency in the NBA draft on or around October 15th with basketball still being played. And what I get really excited about for this upcoming season is it's going to test the crap out of the experts. You're going to get all this change. Yeah, why, why, do, why do you say that? Because I like it when the game is difficult. Because if it's difficult, that means we win. We win in a tidal wave. And and we got a lot of that last year. And that's why I think we did really well this last year. Yeah, last year there was a ton of player movement. What do you what's so challenging about this year? Is it the time frame? Yeah, it's the time frame. Because you can't do good analysis without taking, you know, four hundred hours. Like I, I actually counted the hours last year. Because uh, I wanted a measure of my insanity. Because you're a sociopath? (laughs) (laughs) Question mark? Question mark. Uh, But yeah, no, because the year before I kind of thought, hey, this is a lot of hours. You know, I want to see how many how many hours this actually is. So I I did every, you know, I I timed it. And so you can't you, you have a really hard time fitting in that analysis. And it doesn't matter what your you know, what's going on with your your life. Like, you know, I've got a kid now. Um, you know, if you do seven pods a week, you know, you've got your prep work, you've got, you know, everything else that's going on with what you're doing, the experts that are out there that are doing all this stuff, they have limited time. And to be able to put that amount of time in, into, you know, something like rankings, you know, it's, it's just not out there. 
So I feel like I've got that process perfected or as close to perfection as, as, as I can get at this time. And, uh, so that part makes me excited because it's going to be just nuts. I how, can't even imagine what free agency is going to look like. Yeah, I was going to say, how much can you do? Can you do anything pre-free agency? I assume you can do something. Not really. I mean, no. you, you you would be backtracking pretty quickly. I mean, there's going to be like two or three teams that don't experience, you know, significant change. So, hmm. you know, what you're going to see here at Hoopball is you're going to see you know, a release of, of a premium draft guide. You're going to see that draft guide evolve quite quickly in front of your eyes as the news comes in. Wait, I feel like and, this is, wait, I feel like you just said something big and I didn't react to it properly. Uh, when is the draft? Well, I was guide? hoping you wouldn't notice. <laughs> when is the draft guide coming out? I ain't saying nothing. Oh, man. all right. All right. All right. Continue. I mean, you're, you, you are subscribed to the company newsletter, right? <laughs> yeah, I get all internal memos. I put hey, the... put, I'll put it to you. I'll meet, I'll meet you on the 19th green, and then... <laughs> 19th at 9? Yeah. All right, thanks, Shooter. <laughs> I've been putting the proper headings on my TPS reports. I've, I've been reading all the memos. Everything's good over here. Well, you didn't get that memo. Um, no, not, not. I mean, yeah, there, there might be something coming through the... Yeah, Dan, there might be something coming through the pipeline soon. Hmm. All right. All right. I'll push you on it. I'll push you on the next time. Um, all right. So I'll, I'm going to pivot away from what's going on at the hoop because you and I will will I'll, I'll bug you about it again. Every oh, few no, no, weeks. no. I want I want another bite at the apple. Oh, all right. Bite away here. Have an apple. Have you noticed the website? Uh, <laughs> have you have you met? Have you met the website? Yeah, I've been talking about the uh, the, the spruced up logos or have are you very been talking sweet. with people? Uh, not you. <laughs> no, see, that's what I'm saying. You're avoiding me. I know. Well, I was, I was, I was saving you for the right moment. Uh, you want to talk forums? Yeah. Well, I, I just that to me was the, you know, one of the biggest finds of the off season. Um, being able to redevelop the forums, and we have some pretty cool stuff. Like you, you wouldn't think that forums could, you know, have that kind of cool factor, but. I'll put it to you guys this way. People who participate in the forums will get special treatment around the website. <laughs> the, v, the VIP status. How does, do, what does that mean? Can I ask that? Oh, you mean that wasn't vague enough? Uh, <laughs> no, it, it, it literally means that like for those that participate, because uh, we want to build community here. I mean, that's, that's really the best part about this is it's not, it's funny, the game matters and, and I love the game, but some, for, for a lot of people, and I think for almost all fantasy players, some of the best parts about it is communicating about it, you know, and talking about it and, and having sort of a home away from home. You know, you've got your, your real friends and then you got your fantasy friends and, you know, talking on the forums is, is part of that. Um, so Along with that, being able to comment on articles in a new and cool way, you should check that out. Um, what we're doing for people that participate in the website is giving them discounts on premium memberships. Uh, oh, I memberships. dig it. I like it. I like it. It's a good way to get folks in and talking to one another. It. I mean, it kind of. It's it's a, it's just a little bit fair. I think like of the like top 100 or so hoobs, which we should do a ranking sometime. That would be fun. Uh, you know, you've been here from the beginning and you've supported us and you've been just cool, you know? So like we 
want to be able to give a little bit back. You know, it's when we're nice and big and, you know, you know, 20 years from now, they're like, hoopball has replaced ESPN as the go-to, you know, for all things basketball. We'll look back at these, these days of, you know, who was with us first and, you know, like Jim Collins, what up, Jim, you know, you deserve (laughs) a little discount for, for being there since day one. But, you know, the best way for us to do that is to link it to the forums. So what you'll notice when you sign in is you can actually see your points and once you reach a certain threshold of points, you'll start getting some discounts. So we'll roll all of that out over time. I know, Dan, I wanted to roll this out to you guys sooner, but Dan was like, no, no, let's not do that. Yeah, got to be got to be in an organized fashion. You, you are an organized guy. I, appre- I appreciate a good level of... When was, of... The, when was the last time you scanned a, um, a set of instructions for an appliance? It's been a bit, but as you know, I've digitized all of my instruction manuals, so it's not for lack of effort. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely go check out the website, guys. Go check out the forums if you want to get in there and have some discussions. You got team forums, DFS stuff. You got the original fantasy forums, of course. And that's what I want to talk to you about next. Are you doing much in the way of fantasy with this resumption in the playoff deal right uh, now? Because it's such a weird time. I, I practically begged people to get in a league. And I, I, what, I, what I thought was happening is our uh, FBA, which is our high-stakes fantasy basketball league, it sounded like we were going to do something. And then I even had my biggest rival, who, who shall remain nameless. What up, Wong? <laughs> lost okay. a bet to me again and he wanted to go double or nothing on it and he started he had a league that he was going to start up and it sounded like a great format I was really excited and then we couldn't get people to play hmm. yeah it's a weird time right now it's very much the diehards the, everyone in the uh, resumption we, league we that, are the diehards <laughs> I, I know it I know it man and the people listening to this podcast are among that group that's these are the people that are in leagues right now it's why I basically there was I ex- no there was no consensus on what should be what no. that's my take on it like fan tracks they were like the only ones in the game yeah and they kind of just sort of like I don't know they, there was just no there was no traction over there I think there's just not a ton of traction overall, and I and, and I appreciate the fact that folks are uh, that the diehards are still doing this thing. But I experienced what you go through on an annual basis, which is I made this list of players I liked on this podcast, then I jumped in a league, and literally every other person in the league had, and it was the only list. You know, it was. So, hey, now you know how it feels, dude. It was nuts. I didn't get a single person I wanted in that whole draft. My team is hot garbage. I. I I, I didn't get a value anywhere. Uh, that's that's rough, man. I'm going to get my butt kicked in that league, but it is what it is. It's fine. It's like Well, that's what? why you can't give it out for free. Yeah. Well, you know, having fun with resumption leagues, and that's what I get. But I think if the leagues had, or if, if like one of the sites had coalesced around a, a certain structure and really advertised the structure of it all, I think people would have played more. What 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 ended up happening with us is there were so many weird structure questions hmm. about what like what happens if COVID hits and the league stops. That was one of them. Um, what happens scoring wise was one of the big questions. Like what and the the format that that Wong came up with was playoff and or uh, resumption and playoff. I thought that made it more interesting. 
And then um, it was it was basically a best ball idea where, where you dropped a couple uh, players. So if you picked a couple bad players that got knocked out of um, the playoffs mostly, but even in resumption that you would not get hit quite as bad on your total score. Um, but again, there's so many questions, and I think format is everything in, in fantasy sports. Yeah, the uh, the league that I'm in is just a traditional roto league with a games cap. I think it's basically nine starts at every spot. Probably, probably we could have gone eight, knowing how many guys are going to be taking games off here. But that's fine. I mean, there's so little money on it that people just looking for something to do. I get it. I mean, we were so long without basketball just to have something happening. I'm right there with them, and it's why I spent... What did I spend? Two, three weeks on this podcast, just slowly building out a list for everybody to work off of. And it's fun. You know, I'm going through a certain measure of withdrawals. Are you getting in on any playoff leagues now that are you having? I, I, I want in. I was going to say, I, there's got to be something somewhere. Sometimes we have a hoop ball playoff league, but I'm guessing we got enough people listening to this pod and out on Twitter that we could get like a real playoff league going outside of just hoop ball staff. Yeah, I think we should do that because I'm going to, you know, break something if we don't, but <laughs> it's or tip over a potted plant. I have um, I know there's a couple there's, there's at least one company out there that's doing a, a playoff league, but their format is so whack. I'm like, I don't know how people are going to join. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I love playoff formats. In fact, one of my my favorite moments of all time was a, an NFL playoff format. Um where I won 30 grand. Oh my God. 30 grand, dude. In a playoff, in just a playoff league? <clears throat> this was a league that it was football. It was an all season league. So like all of your points throughout all of the 17 weeks, they, they took the top eight of us, sent us to Vegas and then we drafted. And I remember being in the hotel and I'm having this conversation with Greg Rosenthal, who used to work at Roto world and now works over at the NFL network. And he tells me before I go into the draft room, he's like, don't worry about the schedule. Just pick the guys that have the talent. Like, okay. So I get in there and, and it's like the second round and, and Larry Fitzgerald of the, the Cardinals is, is sitting there. And so I, I hear Greg's voice in my head and I go, okay, Larry Fitzgerald. So the Cardinals make that run. He had so many touchdowns and I was down by so much in the final game of the Super Bowl that I just went outside of the, the house that we were having the party at. And I just hung with this old dude and <laughs> we didn't watch any football as I was so pissed because I was losing this thing. And then people came back and they're like, Larry Fitzgerald just went off. You have a chance at this. And I went back inside and then he, he, at the end of the game, I don't know if you remember, he had an 80 yard touchdown that sealed the deal. That was the 30 grand oh my God. score right there. It was the most wild moment in, in fantasy for me. Well, I fear I'm worried that the NBA playoff league we're joining is going to be a tiny bit of a letdown for you now. <laughs> well, not if we have high stakes, Dan. Yeah, I'm not. I, I will see you on the other side of that league, I think. Yeah, no, we'll save the high stakes for yeah, later. I, I, you know, and uh, hey, speaking you, of which. Yeah, uh, we have I, I want to talk about. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the end of this last season. I want to talk about some fantasy things you've noticed during these uh, seeding games so far. I still have a couple things left on our docket here. Uh, you and I haven't done a pod. Well, we did a pod right when the season shut down. I think we even called it What the Hell Now or something like that. Uh, and it was kind of like, well, is there going to be a season? Is this shutdown going to be six weeks? Well, we, we later learned it was going to be a tiny bit longer than that. So how did... 
how did things turn out for you? I ended up basically in, I got like flat first and second places in everything, but didn't get normal payouts because, well, COVID kind of screwed everything up. I feel like we were right on the cusp of destroying everybody this year. Oh, dude, I, this, so Tidal Wave was what I wrote about just looking at everything that we had going on. I really felt like this might be the year where we just get first straight across the board. You know, we boat race everybody. And uh, that's what was happening. I, I came up in, in my biggest, highest entry fee league. I came up against a team that, like, I just got to tip my hat to them. They they had such a good team. Draft Guide subscriber, of course, and, you know, longtime ringer. And, I mean, I was looking at my team and I'm sitting there going, man, that's an amazing team. And I look over at his and I go, that's just like somebody knew the results and then they just, you know, transported back in time and made and did the draft. <laughs> they went they went like, back to the future, Biff in the Almanac style. Oh, I mean, you just couldn't make it up. And I was happy about the stoppage in that league because I got second and there was no way I was catching first. So basically by the league stopping and, and they just cut everything off in that league. So stats were final, more or less. That I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I win in this situation because there's no way I'm catching first, and and the only thing I could do is go down. The other league, another high stakes league, I was slow playing, like I had the best roster, and I could have made a bunch of like win now transactions if you wanted to look at that look at it that way, but I, I was just waiting, you know, to for for guys like Rashawn Holmes to get back and like, you know, I was doing the the hard work of projecting everybody's stats out for the rest of the year. And there was no way I wasn't winning this thing. <laughs> I dipped to third mm. in that league because it was really tight. Dipped, dipped to third on like the day of COVID. And so I, I ended up with a third in that league because of the way that that all worked out. And then, you know, even with like prize payouts, I, some of the guys at the top of the scale gave to the other guys so as to keep everybody happy because you had a couple of people who were in like sixth place that they felt like they could get to first and you know bless their hearts but uh hmm. they uh you know we want to that's a long we've all been in that league forever we want to keep everybody happy so that was a bummer but like i was getting first place uh, in nfbkc leagues with on teams with like steph curry you know i had a team where i drafted zion before the injury first place you know that was a second round draft pick in that case, like just boat racing people. So it's, it's a little bit of a bummer. Um, you know, I wanted to get a first and a first in the high stakes leagues. Cause you know, that's a huge payday, but, um, it's okay. It just motivates me more for this year. And I, uh, I can't say enough though. Like, you know, all, all sorts of wins up and down the, the, the sheet and, uh, hoop ball six did great. So, uh, except for Bagley, Bagley sucked. I'm just going to sit on Chris Paul the rest of my life. <laughs> we had all the Chris Paul. Yeah. That one almost did it by Dennis itself. Schroeder. I mean, to me, Schroeder, like, I don't know. Like there were people who try to try to dish Schroeder, but he was like a top without looking it up, like top 55, top 60 guy. Yeah, he started Top slow 15, and then got maybe. rolling. A lot of guys actually in OKC had a first, had like a quiet well, first three his weeks. His ADP and then, was one forty or something. Yeah, D- dramatically that's the, annihilated that's my, it. I mean, there's two types of of of, of B one fifty plays. There's that type which we have every year, every year we got something like that. 
but then like bam out of bio you know hyped up you know people is he's expensive you know are are you going to get that two round bump on somebody that's you know going in like the late third that kind of range are you going to get that kind of bump um you know is happy about that you know being right on something like that um so yeah no we had a bunch of that stuff going on and uh i i think this upcoming season you know not being in the middle of pregnancy <laughs> yeah you, that was i mean the timing on that was insane you were that was like right at due date it was right at due date i've thankfully been doing this long enough to know how to like work all around all the various things but I mean, we were going through, you know, quite a bit of chaos, you know, um, just getting ready. And then obviously in season, I don't even remember the first three months of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I told I told you you wouldn't. No, no. So I, I really do feel like I feel like we had a good um, a good board, a lot of player movement that helps. Um, I did most of my work early uh, last year that helped. And this year, I, I, I feel even better positioned to deliver even more value. And I want that, you know, I want number, I want firsts straight across the board one year. That's, you know, in competitive high stakes leagues. I'm always uh, going to, I'm always going to biff at least one head to head league. That's inevitable for me. I feel like I could win every roto league I'm in, but I'm going to biff one head to head. It always happens. Well, if you drafted somebody like Marvin Bagley, you know, like, or like Zion, for, for example, that's why that one team, by the way, that, pl- that finished first with Zion on it was to me just so incredible because that's a second round pick getting you a zero. Only Kawhi has been that bad. That yeah, one that year. was a rough one. That's yeah. a that's a distant memory now. We don't we don't remember that anymore. No, but I mean, it's it's hard when when you get a t- say a, a first through fifth pick, if you get one of those wrong. You know, it can really mess with your team. So, yeah, that happens. Okay, so here's what I've got. Here's what I got on my sheet now. Uh, Amazing stuff going on at the Hoob. That's sweet. Uh, Check. A a solid year in the books. Check. You got your Miami bet handed to you just before we started broadcasting. Check. Brew is itching to get into a playoff league. So if you guys are listening and you want to get Brew into your playoff league, you should probably be bugging him at Aaron Bruski on Twitter. He's out there. He's a public figure. Uh, last thing, before I let you go, we don't have all the lines out for Friday yet. I'll fill in the rest of them uh, tomorrow morning when I finish recording the show. But we do have three of the six lines. I want to get your thoughts on those. Oh, boy. You, um, Utah. Haven't even looked at them. We're going we're gonna to do an off-the-cuff. No, no bets oh, need to be that's made. That's the just, best way to do it. Yeah, just thoughts. Utah, two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Spurs with a total of 227. What's the first thing that pops into your head on that one? Uh, I need to get onto my bookie, and if I <laughs> don't have an account, I need to enter the code HOOPBALL Man, to get I, a fat bonus. I'm so impressed that you knew exactly where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Like, First of all, the, Sp- okay, so, okay, the bubble has been easy to bet. Like, I'm, I'm, I mean, it just, to me, like... Though these games, like the, the answers are just jumping off the page. And yeah, maybe those are famous last words. Who knows? But like San Antonio, I think they look better without LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> and, you know, like playing these super small lineups and you've got 
Derek White yeah. did a full run. And I love DeMar DeRozan at the four. I, like, the, I feel like you know, the Derek White addition has been the biggest part of this thing. They finally, finally Pop stud, was, yeah, man. he's a stud. Finally Pop he's was just like, oh, I guess I don't need to play my zero defense floor spacer when Derek White is hitting like 40% of his open threes. Pop's never going to let young guys get, you know, get off easy. So oh, man, they're, um, you know, they're playing their young guys finally, but that's a compelling lineup they got out there. And so Utah, they suck, by the way. Yeah, they do kind um, of stink. They're not playing Rudy Gobert. That might actually help them. Like, I know he had a, he's had some big numbers, but he's not good anymore, people. Like, sorry. Like, you're going to see it in the playoffs. He's, he's going to be the thing that causes them to not do well. And so all those guys off the floor, I know that that's you know, going to mess with the number a little bit, but the, the, the Spurs are better. With all those players out, the Spurs are better. Total so. of total of two twenty seven. You thinking if you like the Spurs, you probably think they're moving it, the moving the ball, moving the tempo a little bit, or no thoughts there. By the um, way, this game is early as hell. I think this game is a ten a.m. start Pacific time. Ooh, oh, oh that scares me. But um, I think they. I, I this is, I wouldn't touch the total just because like Utah might not have the firepower to score, but at the same time, you're right. I think this this game could get up and down the floor pretty quick. Thunder three and a half point favorite against the Grizzlies, who are teetering on the edge at this point. Total of two twenty four and a half. Uh, I gotta does- look at, at, at who's possibly out for that game, but the Thunder dangerous. I talked about it on the Cosm Brew Pod, like. They're the team you don't want to face in the first round, uh, as well as the Blazers. But, you know, we'll, we'll deal with that some other time. Um, the, they, I think, have every reason to want to play these games to get sharp. For they're not, they're not planning on a deep playoff run. I think that they want to go, you know, into the first round and just be as sharp as possible. So I think they're going to play hard. Memphis, as I said in my um, my picks yesterday, that they were going to let go of the rope. They let go of the rope about midway through the fourth quarter. And I think when teams do that, it's really hard for them to bounce back. Um, personnel, they've got issues. Dylan Brooks was making a ton of shots that he has no business making. Uh, yeah, I got OKC there. I like it a lot. Any thoughts on the total, 224 and a half? Mm. No, I kind of. Nah. I think I'm gonna stay. The, the bubble is. I, I'll say this. I've had more, more insight on the sides than the totals in the bubble. There's been some stuff that, like the Utah thing. It was Utah over, where they got back on track against the Lakers, and then they shot like 15% from three. And you're just like, I know there's a gambler's fallacy, but like, they're gonna bounce back. And so they did that. They hit the over. But those insights, like, this is weird basketball. Like there are teams where the players don't react well to playing in the bubble, you know, for whatever reason, it's not enough fans cheering. It's weird. You know, it's, it's a different routine than they're accustomed to number of reasons why the bubble is weird, but, um, overs and unders can get just odd really fast. Boston Toronto is the only other line we've got for the uh, Friday card at the time of recording this segment of the show. 
Toronto three-point favorite to the Celtics, total of 218 and a half. I'm actually, I, I don't want anything to do with this game, but uh, maybe you feel more strongly about it than I do. Where do you sit with this this potential, uh, this, is, this is the 2-3 in the Eastern Conference right now? Yeah, you know, I kind of feel like the, first of all, the Raptors, they won for me the other night. Um, six and two, or yeah, six and two heading into today's action. Uh, they looked like crap at the end of the, probably for the entire second half of that game. Thank God they got Fred Van Vliet, who's kind of a stud. Yep. Like, he, I, I d- did a double take looking at his MPG. He played 36 minutes a game last year. Or oh, this yeah. season. Oh, yeah. The Raptors went nuts with minutes this year. They went I, full Tom Thibodeau style. Yeah, yeah, but they did it so smartly. And, and that's why I'm, I'm Nick Nurse, coach of the year. I'm totally down with that. Uh, the way he managed rotations and guys would just take a couple, you know, and maybe it was intentional, maybe it wasn't. They, they'd have one or two guys out at all times. So everybody else that was in got their, you know, got their minutes and got their touches. And that's so important for a basketball team. You see these addition by subtraction scenarios all the time. That's why the injured star theory works so well. It's, you know, when, when you when you think you're only going to get five or seven or eight shots and, you know, you're, you're like, oh, I got to pick my spots compared to when you get 12 or 13 and you're like, oh, I can make a couple mistakes here, so I'll be a little bit more aggressive. I mean, that's basketball 101, which is hilarious because so many teams don't understand that. But um, I think Toronto's going to come in. I think they're going to play a little bit like world champions where they say, you know what, we don't care. You know, there's there's nothing in them for the standings. You know, Boston, on the other hand, has struggled a little bit prior to last night. Uh, they blew somebody out. Who did they blow out? The um, lowly Brooklyn Nets. That's why I couldn't remember them. Yeah. Uh, so they, I don't know. It's a little bit of an odd kind of most recent game to have. But they lost Marcus Smart for like the entire game, the game before. They all came back. They all got, you know, back on track. I think they're looking forward to this game. They, with a win, they probably, well, actually, they might not even need the win now that Miami's won. They're two and a half ahead of Miami for the three seed, which gets to face the Sixers. So, you know, Ben Simmons doesn't look like he's going to be playing. That's my guess. Uh, They might just fold this season. And... You want to play those Sixers. So I think the Celtics want the three seed. I think if I was to pick a side, it would be the Celtics. But I think Toronto's the way better team. I just don't I don't trust them to play hard in this one. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. I'm with you on that one. Uh, I won't be betting it. I'll tell you that much. I will not. Also. At least that's what I say right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll check back with you in the morning. Um, anything else before I let you go? I kept you on longer than I expected. Oh, uh, no, no. I, I, you know, just everybody, you know who's out there, especially frontline workers, you know, we appreciate you guys, um, nurses, you know, people, people dealing with all the different crazy ass things going on in this world. We appreciate you guys. It's good to have basketball back. I can't tell you this last week and a half or however long basketball has been back. I've felt normal, which is nice. Um, but I think it's going to be, you know, minus all the chaos in the world. I think that, things are going to be fun in like September, October, November, December. We're going to have a lot to talk about with free agency and draft that gets me excited. 
And then hopefully we can just slingshot into 2021 like 2020 never happened. Yeah, please. You know, we get a vaccine up in this bitch and then <laughs> we can all go we could all go to the bars again. Oh my god. Just 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 let, let's, let me send my kid to school. That's you, all I ask for. Well, you know, I'm going to go down to LA, Dan. Me and you are going to go to a bar. We'll have one beer. And, and yeah, we're going to do it like way out <laughs> at the edge of the parking lot. I'm not I'm not getting near anybody for so long right now. My I'm I'm petrified. Uh, he is the marvelous El. I haven't done this in a while. El Arquitecto, Aaron Bruski, the founder of Hoop-Ball.com. Uh, can we do this every uh, two weeks or so? I told you to try to avoid me, man. Not anymore. Now I'm roping. <laughs> now I'm roping you back in. I was just yeah, no, no, that, that's you. probably a good cadence. I, I kind of want to be on more though. I'm telling you, man. One last thing before I go: having the kid. You know, having so many things going on at one time, like I feel a little detached from this stuff. I, I really enjoy getting on the pod and mixing it up. I love doing blurbs. I love writing. So uh, hopefully I can do a little bit more of that this year. There you go. See, the 2020-2021 season, the motto for Hoop Ball will be more Aaron Bruski at Aaron Bruski on Twitter. B-R-U-S-K-I, in case you need to find it. And as Aaron told you, check out mybookie.ag. Get that 100% deposit match and a baseball futures voucher by signing up, making that first deposit with the promo code HOOPBALL. Aaron, I'll talk to you as soon as you're willing this time. Smell you later. <laughs> the great Aaron Bruski, ladies and gentlemen, at Aaron Bruski on Twitter, A-A-R-O-N-B-R-U-S-K-I. Go ahead, give him a follow. I'm sure most of you do already. He is the creator of our benevolent Hoopball, our overlords, as I like to call them, and he graces us. He graces us with his presence when I when I ask. So I probably should ask more often. We'll talk to Brew here uh, again more frequently going forward. Now that he's through the insanity of the first few months of an infant's life, uh, so we'll be talking to Brew more frequently on this show. As promised, here we pivot now towards the rest of what's going on. And as I mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast. That line in the Utah-San Antonio game has shifted. It's now eight and a half. The Spurs favored by a truckload because everybody's sitting for the Jazz. Uh, I don't know how you. I don't know how you do much of anything in this one. I think you take the Jazz. If anything, you assume that some of those weird backups are going to be doing enough to have some fun, and then uh, you roll from there. It's a little bit of an injured star kind of thing. It's a little bit of a somebody's going to get an opportunity that they wouldn't have had otherwise. And you uh, you just move from that point forward. So we're gonna we're gonna dodge that one. Um, Oklahoma City, Memphis. We already talked about that one. Sacramento, a four and a half point favorite on the back to back. They're they're facing Brooklyn. Kings got a much needed win yesterday against uh, a Pelicans team that was. And listen, for as wrong as I was about Yusuf Nurkic, I was I nailed the Pelicans as vastly overrated coming into this resumption campaign. Uh, they don't defend anybody. And so the Kings are now tied with the Pels, two and a half games back of the Grizz, two games back of the Trailblazers, and a half game back of each, the Suns and the Spurs. No sense giving up yet, right? Uh, I think the Kings do win this game. I don't know precisely by how much, which of course is where the betting angle comes in. Um, Sacramento and New Orleans combined to put up some, whatever, 260-some-odd points in yesterday's ball game. 232 feels... Pretty achievable, although you look at that back-to-back and you wonder, do they have the energy in the tank to, to shoot the way they shot yesterday? And uh, the answer is, I don't know. 
Orlando and Philadelphia, a couple of teams hamstrung by injuries right now. No Ben Simmons, likely no Aaron Gordon, no Jonathan Isaac. Um, you know, we've been rolling with Orlando overs, but as their bodies start dropping, I don't think you can keep that up. I uh, I don't want anything to do with this game. And then the Pels, seven and a half point favorites over the Washington Wizards. This is to me, this is a rough card. As as the resumption goes, my leans are not particularly strong. Um, you know, and yesterday, as I mentioned, I thought the Rockets were going to be your best play, especially if we could have gotten them as a one point underdog before LeBron was ruled out. And then, of course, they went on and and had their way with the Lakers. Lakers without LeBron are not good. I thought those guys. I thought LeBron AD might play like 25 minutes apiece in that game, and then when they ruled him out, it was it was almost too late. Although the Rockets did end up covering that final number anyway, um, and so that was that would have been another victory yesterday. I, not not much in the way of strong feelings on today's card. Uh, we talked Boston, Toronto already with Brew, Washington, New Orleans. I mean, I think you I think you take a a glance. I would have said the over if I don't think. New Orleans got embarrassed yesterday. I think this might be the hardest they play during this resumption, and it's against a really bad team. So you've got all these real screwball games going on today. And, you know, the only thing I can think of as I look at this stuff is every once in a while it's okay to just say, nah, nah. Utah catching eight and a half is probably my favorite, and that's in this weird little morning game. Uh, as mentioned during the segment with Brew, all of these betting lines advice, etc. brought to you by our buddies over at mybookie.ag. Please do go over there, open an account for uh, 25 bucks. By the way, this is cheaper than what we, what we were selling you guys or still are selling you guys over at Manscaped. Uh, mybookie account, $25 is the minimum. You open up an account with the promo code HOOPBALL. It's working again, by the way. We've been told it's back up. Um, the signups was what was down, not the actual betting side. HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. You get a Full deposit match from my bookie and a $10 baseball futures bet. You can throw on, you know, somebody to come out of the NL or the AL or whatever it might be. That that $10 futures wager, you put it on like a five or six to one underdog. That's a pretty sweet way to to have a, a, a free chance at 50 or 60 bucks. And then, of course, a deposit match. Well, that's great. I don't need to explain that one to you. MyBookie.ag is the website. Again, you can use the link we tweet out with these podcasts. Uh, there's always a link embedded in the actual post itself. Uh, not in every tweet, if I'm not mistaken, but it is on the actual page over at HoopBall. So check that out. Again, promo code HoopBall, mybookie.ag. You bet you win, they pay. Quickly now pivoting back to Thursday results. So Because uh, I want to dive into this Utah-San Antonio thing and and figure out who the starting lineup is. I, I might be making some uh, slight tweaks. Slight tweaks to my fantasy team. Slight tweaks. Anyway, can't do that yet. Can't do that until I'm after the podcast. That wouldn't be fair to you guys. Sacramento put up a buck 40 on New Orleans. Bogdan Bogdanovich rebounded from a 1-for-15 game with a 13-for-20 game. He scored 35 points and leveled off his fantasy value a little bit. De'Aaron Fox continues to play well during the resumption with 30-10. and 10. Three steals, a block, a three-pointer. Missed some free throws. That's going to hold him back at times. But, you know, the the other stuff right now is why we were pretty high on him coming into this resumption. Harrison Barnes had his first useful game and possibly his last at 22-6. and six. Uh, Bielica played only 16 minutes. Corey Joseph, 10-5-4. He's sort of plunking along. And uh, Rashawn Holmes, they, they just they can't quite get him involved right now. He played 33 minutes 
which under normal circumstances would be more than enough for top 40, top 50 upside or better, uh, but only 8-5-2 and two in this one. Didn't make his shots, didn't make his free throws. He looks a little out of sorts. He looks a little like a guy that hasn't quite gotten his spring back after a long layoff. Uh, Drew Holiday was uh, solid. He should be taking more shots for that team. Brandon Ingram, 24 points. He was decent. Lonzo almost double-doubled. Zion had 24 points on 12 shots in only 22 minutes. Uh, Derek Favors just couldn't keep up with the Kings, and he's been a bit of a letdown, even in in okay playing time here. And for the Pels, somehow in a game where they put up a buck 25, the fantasy lines actually weren't that great. Go figure. Phoenix, Indiana. Uh, I looked at the under in this game. That was our lean on this one yesterday, and that would have come through if I had the stones to play it. I didn't. So can't exactly claim anything there. DeAndre Ayton had a big one. Six defensive stats. Devin Booker double-doubled. Cam Johnson actually probably deserves a, a pickup at this point. He's now starting and playing 36 minutes a game. He They've been sort of shoehorning him into extra playing time, and this bubble is, is a perfect opportunity to just try him out instead of Dario Saric, and I think they like what they're getting. So uh, pick up Cam Johnson. I know I said two days ago I wasn't totally sold yet. I'm sold now. Sold out. Aiton, Booker, uh, Bridges, Rubio, they should all be fine the rest of the way. Even Sharich had a good ball game here, but if he's just playing 20 minutes off the bench, that's that's not going to be enough. TJ Warren finally slowed down a little bit. His percentages is what, what held him back in this one. Still had 16 and 11 with a couple of steals, so remains one of the top players during the resumption campaign, uh, which is swell. I think he's still number two behind just James Harden at this point, so... Um, hard to complain. Malcolm Brogdon had one of his better games. Miles Turner, he's just trucking along with no Demonis Sabonis around. And uh, Victor Oladipo, he's been a little bit of a letdown. Um, he looks like he's kind of regressed a tad. He was just getting his legs back when the season shut down before. And it seems like he's working on trying to get those back now. But you know, at this point, you're kind of in it. Milwaukee fell behind by almost 20 points. The Miami Heat ended up winning by 14 with a smashing of a second half. Just annihilated Miami after halftime. Uh, for the Heat, Tyler Harrow had his best game of the resumption, and uh, that will probably stick at 24-5. and 24-5. and five. Kelly Olynyk starting, and he absolutely should be in your lineup as long as he's playing 30-something minutes a game. Duncan Robinson at five three-pointers. Andre Godala had a rare good ball game. I don't think we're going to make too many moves on that. All he did there was take some minutes away from Jay Crowder, who fouled out in 25 and a half minutes. Uh, Bam Adebayo, there was a lot of talk about him being something of a Giannis stopper, and I think Giannis got mad because Bam did nothing, and Giannis had 33 and 12 on 17 shots. Yep. Okay, so no one's a Giannis stopper. Uh, he were without Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic, so they were without... Uh, one would argue, perhaps, their two best playmakers, and that's why Iguodala ended up with eight assists in yesterday's ballgame, and I don't know when those two dudes are going to be back. I hadn't really been riding the Goran Dragic train. I had been on Jimmy Butler, and he's number five in the two games he's played in the resumption, but the fact that he's not going right now is a, a crushing blow. Eric Bledsoe starting to get his legs back. Um... They're, they're going real easy on his minutes, and that's you know another reason why we had him so low. Uh, Middleton and Giannis playing full games was really useful. Same with Brooke Lopez. I think they'll rest again soon, though. Don't be surprised, and if they do, that's when you get to flip Dante DiVincenzo back into your lineup. He doesn't go in the lineup when everybody's playing. 
Clippers beat up on Dallas thanks to a big one from Ivica Zubac. This is what we were hoping for throughout this resumption with no Montrez Harrell, and it, he's woken up the last couple of ball games. Kawhi, Paul George, both solid as per usual. Marcus Morris actually had a serviceable game here, but he's not going to be shooting five for seven every night. So generally Kawhi and PG, and then maybe Zubats right now. I think I guess you can probably dump him in there. I, you know, it's not. Uh, he's he's worked his way up to number sixty-four with a couple of bigger ball games, so that's 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 startable at this point. Porzingis, he has been great. 39-5, a block, and three three-pointers. I think the only thing you complain about is you probably wanted more blocks. He only is averaging one and a half, but he's number eight in the resumption. So that was one that uh, we were closer to getting on the mark. And he's uh, he's played in all four of their games, which is also useful. <laughs> um, so I feel good about having him at whatever we did, 11 or something like that on our board. Otherwise, uh, Luca struggled a bit in this ballgame. He probably will if he's going to deal with Kawhi and PG for an entire contest. They're going to need a little more out of the other guys. That's a bad matchup for Dallas. The Clippers are a real tough matchup for, for the Mavs, a team that relies on kind of a point small forward type like Luca, where you can put Kawhi or PG on him safely without any kind of weird size issues getting into play or, or you know, sort of short quickness type guys. Um he still had 29, you know, not bad, but only three boards, only six assists. Percentages were fine, but not great. Maxi Kleba played all right. Dorian Finney-Smith has been sort of barely on the radar. And then Tim Hardaway Jr., he's been cold in this resumption, which sucks. And that's the, the, the dice you're rolling with him. If he gets hot, he can be outstanding because no Seth Curry right now. He certainly has the opportunity, but he just hasn't been warm. Portland beat the shorthanded Denver Nuggets, who were, again, without everybody. And I mean everybody in this one. Paul Millsap also got the night off. So no Barton, no Murray, no Millsap, no Harris. 80% of the starting lineup was out. Jeremy Grant got a chance to go big. Michael Porter Jr. went big again. Good to see him get three defensive stats in this game as well. I mean, he's just he's dominating while no one else is alive on Denver. And we talked about it on yesterday's show. This is going to get him way overdrafted next year. Because he's not going to get 16 shots a game when everybody's playing for that team. He just won't. And it's a damn shame because he's he's showing off his fantasy upside. And we're probably going to have to wait until, not in this coming season, but the following one to maybe capitalize. My guess on how this plays out, and this is not, I think I feel like, the, the lack of nuance in modern society is going to kill me when I have this discussion on the podcast. But I want you guys to listen very carefully here. This is not a knock on Michael Porter Jr. His game is predicated heavily on scoring and rebounding, so he's going to need to be on the floor at least for the rebounds to come in. The, the, the rub here is that this is as good as it gets to grab a line from a famed film. Maybe this is as good as it gets. This is as good as it gets. There's no one on the floor who wants to shoot the basketball right now. Don't tell me Nikola Jokic. He doesn't like shooting. He took eight field goal attempts in this game and had 13 assists. Michael Porter Jr. took 18 field goal attempts. And the next highest on the team, Jeremy Grant and P.J. Dozier, took 11 apiece. Yeah. P.J. Dozier. Not to be confused with P.J. Tucker or Terry Rozier. P.J. Dozier, 11 shots in this game. 
I know. He's still a very good basketball player. But the fact is, none of us had really heard about him. Like, really heard about him. So what's happening right now is that Michael Porter Jr. is driving his November or December draft stock through the roof. I mean, odds are, odds are the Nuggets do not retain Paul Millsap for next year. His big contract is coming off the books, but we talked about it yesterday already. Barton, Murray, Harris, they're all still on the books. Torrey Craig is the only wing that's coming off the books. He only took seven shots yesterday anyway. So he's not having much of an impact on Michael Porter Jr. Now, he will he play more next year than he did this year? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because he didn't play that much this season. He had like a couple weeks in the middle of the year where he logged decent minutes, and in those weeks it was when Gary Harris and I think Jamal Murray were both out then also. Might have been someone else, pre a bunch of trades for Denver. So Porter, who's number seven in the resumption right now, averaging 26 and 10 on 58% shooting, four three-pointers, and 94% from the field, someone's going to take him at like 35 or 40 next year. He's not going to have this type of opportunity. He's going to put up a decent season, probably like top 75, something in that range, because if he's not getting a ton of usage, that's where he's piling up his value right now. Usage is all value for him. The only non-usage thing he's doing out there is rebounding. Okay, He needs to be getting shots, his points, his threes, his field goal percent, his free throw percent. All of these things are predicated on having the ball and hoisting it towards the bucket which won't happen 16 times when Denver's healthy. He will be good, but he won't be as good as what he's doing right now when there's no one else around. And so someone's going to get draft him next year, and they're going to get an okay season out of him because he's good and he's putting up nice numbers, but it's not going to fulfill the potential. And then we'll loop back around to the following draft, and someone's going to be like, ah, well, you know, there's not enough going on for him. And then that's when he probably takes over and becomes more of the second or third key cog doesn't get forced out by some veterans and overperforms the post type year it'll be the 2021 2022 season that's my long form prediction on how he fluctuates in fantasy stock Damian Lillard at 45 and 12 uh that's why we had him at the top of our draft board he's playing in every ball game he's playing 42 minutes a game right now averaging 31 and 11 Where the hell did we have Dame? Was he third? He was fourth on our list. The only disappointment at the top of our list so far uh, has really been Jokic, I guess. I guess I should have known with the COVID. Should have bumped him down a little bit more. Gary Trent, by the way. um, He's locked in at this point. Mello cooled off. McCollum cooled off. Nurkic still rolling, 22-7 with a couple of blocks. I don't know how he's done it, but somehow... He just didn't miss a beat. I did not see that one coming. I'll tell you that right now. That is the exception to the rule. The LeBronless Lakers were no match for the Houston Rockets. They just, the Rockets went after Anthony Davis, made him give up the ball. So Kyle Kuzma took 16 shots. Quinn Cook, who honestly, I didn't even realize he was still on the Lakers, took 12. Deion Waiters took 10. And AD only had eight shot attempts in this game with seven turnovers. Uh, They blitzed him. Rob Covington is an incredibly difficult matchup for anyone, even if he's taller than they are. Uh, James Harden had 39. Ben McLemore had 20. I mentioned he, Daniel House, P.J. Tucker, is guys that would see a bump with no Russell Westbrook. And uh, largely it was the first two of those names, Tucker doing his usual 
I'm going to play the most minutes and do the least things bit. But the Lakers, um, they, yeah, I mean, you just, you don't venture too deep into this, that muck, even without LeBron. You'd think there would be more. Uh, I know Rajon Rondo is in the bubble now. I guess if he had health on his side, he might be the guy you'd look at. Anyway, we knew the Lakers were going to get creamed in this game. There was no point. They'd, they'd have no reason to overplay their guys and missed a chance to get in on it. Whoops. In any event, that's it. That's our show. Head on into the weekend with a trip over to manscaped.com. Use coupon code HOOPBALL20. Get your lawnmower 3.0 with all the sweet upgrades. I love the light, but now I'm understanding that other people might actually appreciate the fact that it is fully waterproof, so you can do some various trimmings in the shower. That's pretty cool. You can rinse it off with water. Rinse it off with water, take it in the shower. It's waterproof in addition to having the built-in LED. That's a pretty cool function on that bad boy. This surprises me that some of these things weren't available sooner from other companies. But Manscaped figured it out. Coupon code HOOPBALL20, 20% off, free shipping on your order. Go check it out. Get that sweet, sweet lawnmower 3.0, and you can thank me later. Long show today, but hey, we had brew on. So, you know what? That's how it's going to be. When you talk to the big dog... You put together a long show for the weekend. I'm Dan Vespers at Dan Vespers on Twitter. One thing I was going to ask Aaron about, and maybe I'll do it next time, uh, hoopball recruiting. I know he's got uh, an even deeper idea of what every what's needed. What I will say here is, if you're into betting, uh, we do we are really trying to build out our our handicapping team here at Hoopball. So hit me up at Dan Vespers on Twitter. D A N B E S B R I S. This is Fantasy NBA Today. A week in the books. A hoop ball presentation, and that's all. That's it. That's the week. I'm doing this slow play here at the end in case I remember something in the last 10 seconds. I don't think I do. I don't think I will. My brain is shutting down for the day. We'll see you Monday, everybody. So long. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.